Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to Off the Bench. I'm so glad you guys are here. Today is Wednesday, December the 8th. And today I'm going to answer your questions. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. I hope you guys are having a good December and that you are finding some time to be with the people that you love. I had a wonderful event in Chattanooga. I want to say thanks to everybody there. I love going to that part of the country, and it was just such an encouragement to be there, to be around God's people really to be around freedom fighters and people who want to make a difference in the country as well as walk with the Lord with integrity. So uh, just a wonderful opportunity. I also had a fantastic time uh, speaking in Dallas, Texas for an event there with Clay Clark and about, I don't know, 7,000 of his closest friends. So that was that was great. And uh, I'm headed back home now to uh, Washington State where I will be giving some remarks briefly at a Republican event in Clark County. If you guys are interested in having me speak for your event, this is the time to book for next year. My speaking season is very, very limited. Uh, Next year, a lot of you have been asking about it. It's very, very limited because of my run for the U.S. House of Representatives. And so I'm going to be spending most of my time out on the campaign trail, but I still need to make a living. (laughs) So um, we have, I think, two spots left. So if you have an event that you are looking for a speaker for and you are interested in having me come, uh, please go to HeidiStJohn.com and click on the speaker tab and you guys can find out how to bring me to come to your event. Also, you know that we love, 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 love getting your Christmas cards and your letters and your pictures and your urine donations here to Firmly Planted Family. Uh, if you haven't done that yet, this is a great time to do it. Pop it in the mail to me. Heidi St. John, care of Firmly Planted Family, 11100, Northeast 34th Circle, Vancouver, Washington, 98682. All right, without further ado, I am going to jump right into your questions. As always, you guys send me great questions. If you want to have your question addressed here at Mailbox Monday, you can go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash Mailbox Monday, and maybe, just maybe, I'll answer your question on a Wednesday. (laughs) So that's where we are right now, folks, and uh, I appreciate you guys sending those questions in. All right, Devin from New Mexico. Dear Heidi, thank you so much for your continued encouragement to this, quote, never thought she would homeschool mama. Boy, I'll tell you what, I get that. We are in our third year and loving it. When we chose to homeschool, I researched different organizations and activities I wanted our kids to be involved in with as a supplement to our homeschooling. Most of these activities have been dropped by local churches. One activity that has started us up is trail life. And we're so thankful. We are also in the process of starting an American Heritage Girl Group. I love that. But with these groups, as well as others, we are seeing a majority of churches not wanting to support organizations, especially with building space. My husband turns me to Monday night, and this can only be led by the Holy Spirit, to say, should we start a homeschool resource center in the shutdown grocery store 25 miles from town? My response was, well, if we can start one, why not start two and start one in the town we live in? in the closed down car dealership. So yes, we are crazy. Only God can do this. My next thought is let's ask Heidi how to get things started. So that's the question. How do we get started organizing a homeschool resource center or two? So, oh my goodness, Devin. So so the first thing you want to do is go to fphrc.org. That's the Firmly Planted Homeschool Resource Center. 
So that's the website for the Firmly Planted Homeschool Resource Center again. And if you'll go to the top, so I know a lot of you are asking the same question. So uh, listen up, go to the top, and you're going to see resources there. And then you want to click on those re- on the resources, and you will see that there is a Start Your Own Resource Center. And we have actually created a resource center startup guide because people ask us all the time how they can do it. And with a lot of providence, prayer, and people, you can absolutely do it. So we've included how to structure classes, how to find and vet teachers, how to come up with a pricing structure, a business plan, what to look for in a building, uh, suggested staff roles, family management. We've included pre-made forms for you to use at your center. Lots and lots of information on there for you. That resource center startup guide is available for purchase at fphrc.org forward slash start hyphen your hyphen own. And so uh, just check it out. And again, you can go to fphrc.org and scroll over resources and then uh, and then hover over the Start Your Own Resource Center. And you know what, you guys, we are working right now at uh, coming up with a way to help you with your building and all the other things that go into it. So uh, this is a great place to start though. You can check out the Start Your Own Resource Center guide. And then uh, we're going to be having another open house here at some point soon. And we will let you know when that happens. Jessica from Florida said, hi, Heidi. I love listening to you daily as you're such an encouragement. Thank you, Jessica. I just really appreciate that. You and I, are, we're going to be fast friends. I can tell. We couldn't live further away as I live in Florida and you live in Washington, but it's been a joy giving and praying for your run for Congress. I would like to get your thoughts on the SBC's International Mission Board mandating that their missionaries get the shot. I'm horrified by this. Please let us know your thoughts. And so actually, I only just heard about this yesterday. I too am horrified by this. This should be a personal choice. And the SBC, to me, wildly out of bounds on this you know, and again, and I've said this a hundred times, we are talking about a virus with a 99.9% survival rate. We're not talking about the bubonic plague. We're not talking about smallpox. Uh, people are not dying in the streets from this. And so I actually do not understand. This is why I was saying the other day with uh, my friend Rob, I give the church an F in the way that they've handled this. And I would like to see us uh, restore liberty and personal choice to individuals who uh, want to just continue doing their job, whether that job is a missionary or a nurse or a teacher or a flight attendant. And so I too am horrified by the SBC. And frankly, I wouldn't have anything to do with a missions organization that mandated uh, the COVID-19 shot. I just wouldn't. So I, that it makes me sad. All right. Another listener wrote in and said, Heidi, my church recently changed venues from a private chapel where masks were optional to a school where the school board requires masks on everyone in the building ages five and older. <laughs> you guys, at some point, at some point, I'm going to start getting questions that are not related to masks, but it might be another year at this rate. Uh, when about half of the attendees stopped wearing masks, our pastor told us to wear a mask or watch services from our home so as not to jeopardize meeting in the school building. I'm against wearing masks, but we are in deep with this community of believers. I'm not sure how to move forward. Any insight? Well, listen, the first thing I would say is this is these, these are not sin issues, all right? The, to me, it's a conscience issue. And I feel... Uh, I, I'm, I'm hesitating to tell you what to do because I don't know what you should do. I can only tell you what I would do. I wouldn't go. But you guys already know that about me. So <laughs> I don't, you know, uh, there's there are very few instances in which I will wear a mask. There are a few, but going to church is absolutely not one of them. And uh, I'm, I'm, 
I'm continuing just to be flabbergasted. I'm flabbergasted at the S- at the SBC. I'm flabbergasted at these churches that are forcing their parishioners to wear a mask for a virus at the 99.9% survival rate. To me, it's just conditioning people to obey the government no matter what. But I have friends that I love deeply who feel differently about it than I do. And so I would just ask you to pray about it. If the Lord gives you freedom and you and you don't mind doing it, or you feel like this is a good reason to do it, or an instance where you think that uh, you're willing to participate uh, in the mask madness, then I would say, you know, go for it. Like I said, I have friends on both sides of the aisle. Admittedly, most of my friends are not mask wearers, but I do have some that are, and guess what? I'm not fighting with them. I don't want to fight over this stuff. Uh, I'm going to tell you guys the truth and and kind of filter things as I see them and through the grid of scripture as uh, we continue to move forward to this thing. But I'm going to encourage you guys not to fight with each other and to continue to pray. And I would love for you to let me know what ends up happening, because as you can imagine, I get literally hundreds of these every single week. And I'd love for you guys just to follow up and let me know how you're doing. I mean, honestly, how's your mental health? How are your children holding up? How is your church doing? You know, these churches that are mandating that you have to show a vaccine passport, like the church up near Seattle, Washington, that I just saw the other day. So I'd love to know how you guys are doing. And uh, let me know. You guys can submit those to me at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. Trisha in Colorado says, where can I find a copy of the remarks by Sophie Scholl that you read on November 11th? Um, I will look for those again, but I would encourage you to uh, Google it. That's kind of what I did. Someone sent me her information and I just started reading about her and that was my favorite quote. There are a whole bunch of them. Um, I will look back to that particular link and see if I can't put it in the show notes. That She was an amazing woman. Uh, Incredible. So I'm glad you guys are interested. All right, you guys, you know that I have entered into an awesome uh, partnership with Mike Lindell over at MyPillow, and I decided I was going to go ahead and try some new things. So we ordered their slippers this year. You guys, check it out. It's a great Christmas gift, and you can get a massive discount up to 66% off of everything that's at the MyPillow store. You guys, they have sheets. They have a mattress. They've got a dog bed, which Finley is loving. They've got awesome bathrobes, and their slippers are fantastic, real leather, you will love them. Don't tell anybody, but that's what I got my husband for Christmas. Anyway, I want to encourage you guys. It's a great way to support an American-owned business and support this podcast at the same time. Do some Christmas shopping at MyPillow.com. Use promo code Heidi or call 1-800-447-0541. Angela in Minnesota, do you think requesting a religious exemption to the vaccine equals compliance with this unlawful mandate? My husband's employer sent notice that he must be vaccinated by December 8th. Oh my goodness, you guys. <sighs> um, or apply for a religious exemption. Although we do have a very long time sincerely held religious exemption as we have never vaccinated any of our seven children in 20 years due to the use of aborted fetal cell lines and vaccines, he is refusing to request an exemption. He strongly believes that filing the exemption is complying with the tyranny. He would rather be fired than comply with any kind of request for his medical status or explain a sincerely held religious belief, which he says is none of their business. What do you say? Do you think filing exemptions is complying? All right. So this is this is a sticky wicket. And I spoke about this at a campaign stop a couple of weeks ago. And I believe, I don't believe that in the long run, the exemptions are the way to go. Because what we're basically doing when we file an exemption is we're saying, okay, government, I believe that you have the authority to do this, just not for me. Here's my exemption. 
right? So that's that's essentially what we're saying when we file an exemption. However, I also think right now that this is where we are. And I would rather see you get the exemption. A lot of people around here in my neck of the woods in Washington State are filing exemptions and the exemptions are being denied. Or they're filing an exemption and then their business, mostly uh, state places and big hospitals, are not giving them an accommodation. So they're basically out of a job, right? And so it could be a whole lot worse. And so I always tell people if for right now, these are going to be challenged in court. And I think eventually the right will win this argument. I do not believe that they have the authority to continue to do this. And I and I know because we're watching these exemptions, um, they're starting to, the people who are being forced to file them are starting to sue their employers. And we're seeing this around the country. But I would, you know, that's how I feel about it. I think it's the wrong thing long-term, but in the short term, if your employer is taking the exemption, I would file it. Honestly, uh, that's different than taking the shot. It's much harder if they force you to take a shot or lose your job. But if they're willing to let you turn in a religious or a medical exemption right now, and you do have an absolutely legitimate religious exemption, if you've never vaccinated any of your seven children in 20 years, nobody's going to argue with that. And so I would personally, I would turn it in. Again, these are not sin issues. These are just difficult issues. And I understand where your husband is coming from also. And I do agree with them that it is a gross overreach into our personal medical information. And that is why lawsuits are flying. But right now in the interim, while we're trying to navigate this, if your company or your boss or your employer would take an exemption, I would file it. Uh, Maria in Colorado Springs, listen to your podcast called Never Give Up, uh, a COVID conversation. Which hospitals are offering these alternative treatments? Can you post a list? Even listening to the podcast, it did not give me good vibes that these doctors will listen. I heard Scott Miller's voice of disappointment and I feel the same way. Many people are dying because these doctors do not want to use these treatments. So look for, so I don't have a, I don't have a, a list for you. I know that there are two right here in my area. There's one in Vancouver and one in Portland, Oregon, that is giving Regeneron. And my mom actually did that. My mom participated in a Regeneron treatment when she had COVID. And um, next week, I'm going to give you guys an update uh, of our COVID experience uh, post-vaccination, because I told you my mom was also vaccinated. So I think that if you Googled Regeneron clinics, um, monoclonal antibody treatments in Colorado, you're going to find that there are separate um, clinics that are doing it. It's very, very hard right now to find hospitals that will use ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine or any of those treatments. But there are lots and lots of places online that you can go. And I mean, I have um, been blessed really to talk to a couple of America's frontline doctors recently because of my parents' experience with COVID. And I know that the treatments are available and there are telemedicine options for you also. So by and large, the medical community, I think, has taken a massive hit. Uh, I talked to one of my former state representatives just a couple of days ago, and she was telling me that she no longer trusts the major hospitals in her area. And I'll tell you, until they start, you know, telling the truth and until they start uh, listening to patients again, I'm, I'm having a hard time seeing how we're going to come out of this with our faith in the medical community intact. But in the meantime, I would say Google these, um, particularly uh, Regeneron, and find out where 
uh, people or where there are clinics that are giving uh, Regeneron treatments near you. Heather in Des Moines, have you heard about the administration's new insane idea to pay illegals who illegally enter our country and were separated from, quote, family members up to $450,000 per person? What about our own struggling legal citizens, our own veterans, our own homeless? Why is this country not calling for the resident's immediate resignation or impeachment? Well, they're not calling for his immediate resignation or impeachment because they have a majority. It's as simple as that. So I watched, like a lot of you, uh, uh, Biden's last press conference where he was talking about his new five things that he was going to do. So there they are tightening down the restrictions with the masks again, particularly as it relates to travel, because there are two cases of the of the new variant, right? You guys do understand this is never going to stop. It's never going to stop. They have power. They're not going to give it back. Uh, Biden talked about making sure that we could all have peace of mind by going in for that third booster. And you do understand that this means that the third booster or the fourth booster or the fifth booster is now the new definition of, quote, fully vaccinated. That's what's happening. They're moving. They, they keep moving the goalpost. And so it, it, it occurs to me. Uh, as we're talking about what's happening in the country right now, the Democrats are dangerous. And I've been telling you guys this for a long time. You know, D is for Democrat and dangerous and delusional. And I can think of a lot of other D words right now that they would pay $450,000 per person to enter our country illegally tells me that this country is being run by people who don't love the country or care about their own citizens. And it's a huge problem. It's why we must get involved in the 2022 elections. It's why you're seeing people like my friend Rob Anderson getting off the bench and onto the battlefield and working very hard to make sure that we have good leaders. The Bible teaches us that when the wicked are in power, the, the, the people groan and we are groaning right now because we are being uh, run into the ground by people who do not love this country. And I cannot think of another way to say it. And that's the truth. So I'm going to encourage you guys to run for something. I'm going to encourage you to get involved locally. Politics determines policy. And we've been talking about this at the show for years and years. And the policies of the Democrats are dangerous. And uh, and it's not going to stop until we, the people, say that it's going to stop. So what do I think about them paying illegals who illegally enter our country $450,000 a person? I think it's criminal. That's what I think. But then our country is being run by people who don't love our country and it becomes more apparent every single day. All right, you guys, that is all that I have time for today. And uh, I'm really encouraged by your cards and your letters. Keep them coming. This is the time of year that we love to hear from you. So please send us your year in donations to the Firmly Planted Homeschool Resource Center. And you can write to us, Firmly Planted Family, 11100 Northeast 34th Circle, Vancouver, Washington, nine eight six eight two you guys we love you thank you so much for your continuing support of this podcast if you would like to become a partner with the podcast we would welcome and be very thankful for your financial support and i will link back to how you can do that in the show notes today have a great day everybody and i will see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture for more encouragement visit me online at momstronginternational.com